Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to another edition of Better Living, a show about the people and organizations that make an impact right here in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm your host this week, Rebecca Black of 98.7 K-Love. By the way, you can tune in every weekday, Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. with Miles in the Morning. Thank you so much for joining me today. Later on in this hour, we're actually going to catch up with the SPCA of Texas. Right now, they're offering discounts on pet adoptions throughout September with their senior animals. And they've also got a couple of fundraisers coming up that I can't wait to tell you about. But first, we got to kick off the program with a wonderful woman, Kate Rose Marcus, with an amazing organization. Wings Dallas. They empower women, they help fight poverty, and they impact future generations. And like I said earlier, joining us right now, their CEO, Kate Rose Marcus. Good morning, Kate Rose. How are you this morning? I'm well. Great. Um, Have you ever done one of these interviews before? Yeah, Rebecca, I used to be on air radio and I'm a former television news producer. Oh, well, dang, girl, you are you you should be doing this show, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your organization, Wings Dallas. Sure. So Wings is formerly the YWCA of Dallas. It's a 112-year-old organization that empowers women, fights poverty, and impacts generations. Uh, we do that by providing services to help them Uh, our clients live to their fullest potential. Um, We provide a continuum of critical resources for near-term needs, first-time motherhood, financial resiliency, career growth, and entrepreneurial development. Uh, Now, how long have you been working with the organization? Six months. Oh, my gosh, you are new. Five weeks after I started, we shut the office down. Oh my gosh. Oh my. So what is that like right now? How are you having to combat COVID basically? Well, I have to tell you, I'm very, very proud of our, our team. Um, We really had to challenge ourselves as an organization to reimagine new ways of, you know, thinking and functioning Mm -hmm. uh, to serve more clients through virtual workshops, one-on-one outreach and adapting our resources to meet new needs. Um, Half of what we do is uh, in-home um, um, nurse, fam- it's called the Nurse Family Partnership, and it's in-home uh, nurse visits. Mm-hmm. So imagine in the world of COVID, you can't do those anymore. Right. So we had to switch to telehealth. And then the other half of what we do is financial literacy for women, um, financial coaching, uh, career counseling, entrepreneurship. And we had uh, classes three nights a week and on Saturdays, and we had one-on-one uh, meetings. So that all had to change to virtual. So, you know, even with like uh, elementary schools and junior highs and stuff like that, they're having a lot of trouble learning through Zoom. So I'm wondering, what are you guys doing differently to help teach, basically? Well, I'll tell you, it's kind of neat. Uh, the way Wings is structured, we actually refer to our clients as members. Mm-hmm. There, there is no, there's not a membership fee. You don't have to apply. It's, it's any any woman that um, is ready to make a change in their lives um, is a, can be a member. Just give us a call or go on our website. But uh, um, one of the neat things about Wings is we really have a culture of community. So um, to stay connected, have our financial coaches staying connected with our members and our nurses staying connected with our moms and babies, um, that sense of community really, really helped And um, for our long-term clients. And then also, um, of course, we've seen a real uptick in clients since uh, COVID uh, arrived on the scene. So um, embracing 
those folks who have now joined us in the last six months. And that, that I think that sense of community and, and support is real important. Uh, what would you say is your number one thing that people come to you for? Oh, gosh. Well, that's hard. The reason that's hard, I, I have to give you two answers, mm-hmm. and that's because our, our um, organization is really bifurcated into two distinct programs. One is the Nurse Family Partnership, and what the Nurse Family Partnership is is it's a program that supports low-income first-time moms mm-hmm. through their um, from 20 weeks on through their pregnancy, through delivery, mm-hmm. and then for the first two years of the baby's life, they have at least 60 appointments with a nurse, wow. typically non-COVID be in the home, now it's telehealth for right now, um, that helps that mom with nutrition, health, social, emotional development of the child, um, breastfeeding, whatever that mom needs. Imagine if you had your firstborn and you're learning how to be a mom and you've got someone that's coming to your home or right now doing telehealth every two weeks to answer any of your questions, to show you little tips and tricks. Um, it really provides these babies a, a true head start. And our, our pro, what our program does is it um, reduces the incidences of preterm births. It reduces the incidences of low birth weight babies. It, um, increases the percentage of um, moms who continue to breastfeed, and it increases um, the socio-emotional and uh, and health of the babies. So that's one distinct program that that we do. The other half we call our economic advancement, Mm -hmm. and that is when uh, a woman wants to get a hold of her finances, or maybe she grew up in, in a home that they didn't really talk about finances too much. She doesn't know how to budget. Uh, she doesn't know how to save or know how to talk to creditors and work out payment plans if she's gotten behind. So what we do is we have a series of financial literacy courses where um, members can sign up, and all of this is free. Wow. Members can sign up for as many classes as they want. They can have a one-on-one coach that they can meet with regularly. Again, in COVID, that's, of course, being done by FaceTime or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, phone. But um, they can schedule those meetings with those coaches, and they can have the same ongoing coach. Um, they can help them put together plans for savings. They can help them put together plans for debt reduction. What we have found um is 74% of our um, clients or members who are in our financial literacy program uh, have an average increase of $1,400 in savings. Wow. And uh, 60% of them have an uh, average increase of 47 points on their credit score. And 54% of them have decreased debt, an average of $5,500. Wow. That is, those are amazing numbers. Mm-hmm. So we're able to support these. So you can imagine, that's why when you say, what's the number one thing? It's like, well, we've <laughs> we got do it moms all. and babies. But you know what I would tell you? that if, if I were to describe, if someone said, if you had to come up with one thing that describes what you're doing for all of these women, I would say that we meet a woman at a point of change in her life. Mm-hmm. And we walk beside her through that change. And as you know, sometimes change is chosen and embraced. And sometimes change is not chosen. Mm -hmm. And whether it's chosen or not, it can be scary. It can be overwhelming. It can be uh, a nerve wracking. It's exciting, but it's scary. So for us, we have, our staff has the skills, whether it's a registered nurses or our financial coaches to walk beside these women as they embrace change in their lives. So how, what was it that made you get involved with WINGS and start working with WINGS? Well, I actually have known, I've been involved in the, in the nonprofit world for, for years mm-hmm. as either a volunteer or a, a board member. And then I, um, I actually was a stay-at-home mom for about a dozen years, and I wanted to go back into the work world. And um, I had been in the corporate world forever, and then I was really thinking about what do I want to do for this kind of second career act, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I really, um, I really wanted to um, embrace 
the nonprofit world just full on. And I loved um, what Wing's mission is. And I loved uh, that it's not just about uh, doing something in the moment. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, our, our, our tagline is that we empower women, fight poverty, and impact generations. And that really spoke to me. You know, I'm a, I'm a single mom with three kids. I understand the moms that walk through our doors and say, okay, I'm on my own on this. How do I, how do I stretch a budget? How do I, how do I you know, in, in, increase my credit score? How do I manage a household when I'm the, the sole breadwinner? You you talk about stretching a budget, and I think that's a big issue for a lot of people, uh, especially during COVID-19 right now. And, I mean, what are some really good tips to help stretch that budget? Well, I think that, and, you know, my answer now would be different than if you'd asked me this four months ago. Mm Because, as you know, right when COVID happened, everyone was being very, very gracious on you know, the city's not going to turn off your water. Your electricity's not right. going to get turned off. Your gas isn't. Don't worry about, you know, you can't get evicted, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Well, now, uh, like the, the eviction moratorium has just ended. So now it's getting a little dicey. Mm-hmm. Um, there's between 60,000, um, uh, 130,000 um, households that need to come up with rent next month. Wow. And um, that rent, uh, it just in the North Texas area, represents about $78 million. Jeez, that is that so much money. Paid. So what I would tell you is, uh, uh, or what I would tell clients is work with your landlord. Mm-hmm. See what can be worked out. Because just not just not paying rent at all, because you think about it, those landlords have mortgages, right? right. Mm-hmm. So, oh, but work with the landlord. Figure out what can you afford to pay. Work with the city uh, on your water. Work with, uh, you know, your electrical provider and your gas companies, et cetera. No one wants to see anyone, um, you know, lose their home. Uh, no one, it, it, everyone understands right now what's going on. And a lot of people have been furloughed. Those furloughs have turned into permanent layoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people who have had reduced uh, um, hours, you know, when you're talking about hourly workers. So it's really working with your creditors. Creditors creditors are, are willing to work with you. You know, you've got to contact them, talk to them, and, and work something out. Um, I will tell you that... Um, in the time of COVID, it is particularly hard on women and women of color. Really? Oh, yeah. Black women are uh, more likely to be essential workers in uh, during this pandemic, mm-hmm. and they're more, more likely to work in occupations that have lost their jobs in mm-hmm. furloughs or layoffs. Um, and black women face the highest housing cost burden with over 40% of families led by black women spending more than 30% of their income on housing. Mm. So when you're looking at this, uh, when you look at these numbers, I mean, uh, when you have less incoming costs, more outgoing expenses, half of black women have less than $200 in savings. Gosh. Wow. Uh, so what do you so what do you do with that? Yeah. You know, what do you how do you how do you plan for emergency? How do you plan for a broken down car? Right, because ever almost anything bad that happens is going to cost you more than two hundred dollars. You got it. Wow. Oh my goodness. This would be a good time to mention your website really quick. Uh, WingsDallas.org. Uh, how do people donate if they want to? I mean, to help you guys. Obviously, you need money to keep your operation going and helping people. So how do people donate? Absolutely. Well, if they go to our website, wingsdallas.org, there is a donate button that they can click on that and they can make a a straight donation through what's called Click and Pledge, which Mm -hmm. is the the software system. But then I will tell you also, uh, next Thursday, September 17th, is North Texas Giving Day. Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up because I had forgotten it's coming up. Yes. Well, we haven't forgotten. We love Communities Foundation of Texas. We love North Texas Giving Day. Um, and we have a, a goal that we want to hit. And so the neat thing about North Texas Giving Day is not only um, is it a kind of a rallying point for all nonprofits and for the community to get behind all the nonprofits, it also, there's all kinds of kind of um, bonus programs and there can be some matching dollars and mm-hmm. stuff like that. 
So if someone is thinking about giving to wings and um, in the next, you know, 10 days Mm -hmm. or nine days, I think it's nine days out now, I would say if you can give on North Texas Giving Day or give, give to wings through North Texas Giving Day, that will actually further your dollar. I was going to say, do you guys are you teamed up with um, another company that maybe get your money doubled? No, I've been working on that. Oh shoot! <laughs> well, maybe maybe somebody will hear this and say, "Hey, I want to be uh, a sponsor with WingsDallas.org." I would love that, um, but no, yeah, we that that's and I will tell you that's tough. I mean, that's something that during during these economic times, mm-hmm. it is tough when you're because that typically would be uh, an individual or a corporation, right? And um, <clears throat> one of the things that we're seeing right now from a fundraising standpoint, first of all, the um, the foundations in the North Texas community have been fantastic. Their uh, United Way has gathered a bunch of foundations together through their North Texas Cares Endeavor, where they have one application, and those foundations will kind of um, say, I'll take this part, I'll take that part. Um, but a lot of foundations um, have really stepped up, and they've increased their giving, or they've um, increased their giving cycle, mm-hmm. and they've been tremendous. But where we, yeah, where we could really use some help as individual and corporations, if someone's willing to, you know, step up, we, we just, to support these women, when you look at the challenges that these women have um, um, compared to, to men, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll give you, I'll give you another example. The 2020 wage gap for black women compared to non-Hispanic white men is 62 cents on the dollar. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, so here's a little tidbit for you. This adds up to earning an estimated $946,000 less over the course of a 40-year career. My heart just dropped. Yeah, so you can shrug and say, ah, you know, they're probably making good. Okay, well, at the end of your career, would you rather have an extra $950,000 or are you okay with saying, nah? Yeah, I don't think anybody would say yes to that, that we're not okay, that we're cool with not having that extra money. Yeah, and so then think about this too. These same moms, um, there are two and a half million Texas um, um, women who are working moms. Forty-eight mm-hmm. percent of them live in a childcare desert. What does that mean? That means they don't have good childcare options. So they don't have options of safe, reliable childcare uh, in in the area where they live. So that basically means that if they were wanting to get good, decent childcare, they're going to have to drive way, way, way out of the way. And not necessarily everyone has access to a vehicle to do that. You got it. Wow. When, when you look at women, when you look at, at uh, women in Texas, and especially women of uh, color in Texas, mm-hmm. uh, I describe it often as it's kind of like a Venn diagram. If you remember Venn diagrams from like mm-hmm. fifth grade math. Yeah. So you've got, you know, all these circles and one of them is, um, uh, low-wage jobs. Another one is food desert. Another one is lack of transportation. Another one is poor education um, access. You keep laying, another one is um, no health insurance. Mm-hmm. You keep laying those over and over and over and again, and you can see the challenges that uh, these women face. Yeah, I mean, it's not just one challenge or two challenges. It's like 10 or 15 challenges. You got it. So then... On top of that, you've got a, um, you know, they're making 60, 62 cents on the dollar of, of their, their um, male peers. Yeah, like my mind is blown right now. I, you know, I knew things were bad. I didn't know they were this bad. Sure. So, you know, so an organization like Wings, mm-hmm. we recognize that. What we do, we've been doing, uh, we've been around for 112 years. Wow. And so we know the North Texas marketplace, mm-hmm. we understand our community and we understand how to support these women to bring about change in their lives. Well, you guys are doing amazing work. I, I, I you've, you've definitely opened my eyes. I hope you, you're opening other people's eyes right now as we're talking. Um, and let's talk a little bit more about COVID. Obviously that threw a wrench in probably everything that you do and you probably had to up your technology game. What exactly does that entail? Oh, well, yeah, we sure did. You know, we went from, you know, um, March 13th is the last time we've been in our offices. Mm-hmm. And we went from a beautiful building where we had classes Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights and on Saturdays. And it was a buzzing community. 
right near a uh, dart uh, dart train stop and Mm -hmm. a a dart bus stop and people could drive there or hop on the train and get there and so it was quite a little community we had and then that all came to a screeching halt in march and our team i will tell you we never interrupted our services we pivoted to all technology we've as with anybody else probably those first couple of weeks we would laugh now if you if we looked at at some of those webinars we were doing Mm -hmm. you know just like oh you're on mute or, you know, <laughs> everybody's had to deal with those, tr- those kinds of troubles too. Right. But, um, the, uh, our, our staff has really gotten in a groove and, um, you can go on to our website on the wingsdallas.org and you can see, um, um, what's come upcoming. Uh, we also have, we, we post a lot on our social media, on our Instagram and our Facebook, where you can go on and see what classes we have coming up and anyone can, um, register for them. They're free. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So, and I'll tell you what's kind of cool about that mm-hmm. is as I described before, we had this great building where we, you know, it was a hub of activity, but when we go back to, you know, those transportation issues, yeah. When you think about if you're talking about a woman who is, you know, again, maybe a single mom, um, hourly job, gets off work maybe six or seven, you know, five or six at night, and then is trying to hustle to get to a class at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Well, now she's not having to hustle to get to a class. She logs on. She can do it from her phone. She can do it from a laptop. She can do it from an iPad. And that COVID has um, hastened our, uh, um, embracing technology, kind of one of those things, you know, nonprofits don't have a lot of money laying around for fancy upgrades, et cetera. And so even what we do now, I wish we had a little more, uh, technological savvy, Mm -hmm. but we are doing okay. And it's hastened us saying where before we may have been saying, you know, I wonder if we should ever do webinars. Well, guess what? That's all we're doing now. Right. (laughs) And so our, our, financial coaches have gotten really great at it. So do you think that the uh, online learning stuff is going to stick around with you guys? I think it will never go away. Yeah. You know, one of the neat things about about this technology is, you know, we like to say that we meet our clients where they are in their mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. And frankly, um, prior to COVID-19, that was a euphemism. Sorry, euphemism. Now it's a reality. We are literally meeting them where they where they are in their lives. So I think that um, you know when it is safe to go back into some modified classroom environment. Will we do that? Yes, I believe we will. Uh, however, I think that we will always continue to offer some classes in a webinar-based format um, because we can actually serve more people that can't physically get to our space. Right. And I wonder if there's something to um, kind of being able to take a peek inside their home via Zoom or uh, Facebook message or whatever. You know, you actually kind of get to see where they're coming from, if you will. Kind of, yeah. You know what? I would tell you that's most important with our nurse family partnership, of course. Yeah. Because, um, and that and that is one thing that's just, oh, my gosh, for, these, for our nurses, mm-hmm. it's it just, Oh, they miss holding those babies. Oh. You know, there's nothing like when when they are charged for two years to support those moms. Right. You know, raising those babies, and then to go from every two weeks sitting on a couch in someone's home holding that baby and and showing the mom how to how to take care of it. You know, how to give a baby a bath, how to feed them their first solid foods, how to you know talk to them about about their vaccination or how their breastfeeding's going giving them giving them support uh um so that part has been hard for them to not be mm-hmm. there and you know unfortunately we also have to talk a little bit about domestic violence and one of the things although that we are not a domestic violence agency when you have a registered nurse going into home every two weeks, right. um, they are able to see things and they are able to uh, um, support a mom if there is a situation that they they need support if there's some domestic violence going on. So we still are doing that. We still are in the home virtually, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm sure you've you've seen this statistics how much domestic violence has gone up since COVID has. Um, yes. Yeah. So <sighs> that that is a very important role that our nurses play in some of these homes. 
And, you know, we always hear the phrase, like, it takes a village to raise a kid, which it totally does. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine what, you know, you talked a little bit about the mental toll that it takes on your nurses and stuff like that. How are you, are are you guys doing anything to help them as well through this difficult time? Because it works both ways. Oh, yes. Uh, that's that's funny you ask that. So we, we've been having staff meetings every Friday. Mm-hmm. And then we all each, you know, the nurses have their their breakout meetings with their with their uh, teams and they they support each other that way. But then we have these staff meetings. And um, I decided early on that our staff meetings were not going to be. I mean, we do it, they are informational um, at the very top of the meeting. But really, we do things like I throw out a question a week or we. One of the questions was, uh, and everyone, everyone is, uh, it's a mandatory meeting and everyone has to be on camera mm-hmm. and share. And we, um, like one question that was quite memorable is I, I asked, um, what was the greatest gift you were ever given or what was the greatest gift you ever gave somebody? Mm-hmm. And I thought that we were going to hear about, oh, I had this red bike or, and, and it's interesting because you never know how these meetings are going to go, right. what, what, it's all organic. And one of the first answers was the greatest gift I was ever given is my mother gave me up for adoption. <gasps> well, everyone just start boohoo. And, and then the whole, we all just fellow. So we, we're, we are our own community of sometimes our staff meetings are raucous and hilarious. Sometimes they are poignant. Um, over the last, you know, few months um, after George Floyd, they mm-hmm. have been a a uh, place of sharing and discussing and tremendous conversations. So we've really um, we've really tried to keep that sense of community as a staff alive as well, even though we haven't worked together since March 13th. Well, and that's important for you guys to do, because I don't think you can help others adequately if you aren't helping yourselves within. That's right. Um, Self, self-care is very important. And I will tell you that and when you look at our curriculum, some of the classes we're doing are self-care classes. Some of them are frivolous. We actually, in fact, we, we haven't, have it coming up again. We actually have a belly dancing class that you can do. Um, That's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> so things that are just totally, I mean, there's the serious part, but then there also has to be, because we're all whole human beings. Yes, right? absolutely. So, yeah, we do, we, we try to do that for, for our, our members and for, and for our staff. But, you know, we really welcome as I said, we welcome women to join us um, as they embrace change. Mm-hmm. If there's someone who's listening this morning, I know uh, that are that's driving to their job and saying, "I got to get on top of my finances," or now I'm now I'm you know, uh, this is a new beginning, and how do I how do I plan? I've got some I've got uh, I've got some dreams. How do I get there? Maybe maybe someone wants to open a new business. Mm-hmm. We have a whole cohort on um, uh, putting together a business plan. Um, we have all kinds of you know, or if there's a, a woman who is is newly pregnant, you know that you know, our NFP program is for low income first time moms. Um, we can walk by your side as you go through your first pregnancy and your first two years of your baby's life. Wow. We are there to walk beside you. You guys do amazing work. And if somebody wanted to maybe volunteer with you guys, is that possible? It, what I would tell you is it's difficult in our time of COVID right. because, again, we're not doing as much in person. Mm-hmm. But, yes, we do have volunteer opportunities for our um, financial coaching and teaching some of our some of our webinars we have tremendous volunteers that um, that really just want to step up and and uh, help. And so they can certainly, they can go onto our website, you know, wingsdallas.org, and um, we have a volunteer button that they can click on and they can uh, let us know they'd like to. Now, honestly, it's a little tough right now, right? but we're not going to be in this mode forever. Yeah, I hope, oh God, we hope not, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, do you think, do you foresee that um, maybe you guys getting back into the office and having more community events and stuff like that, uh, maybe in January of 2021? 
I would say that would be the earliest. We know that our NFP program, Nurse Family Partnership, mm-hmm. will not be in person um, through the end of this calendar year. It's yeah. just not safe to have you right. know send nurses into homes. And so we're kind of mirroring that with our financial services as well. But uh, as you've probably noticed, the, the Dallas County numbers continue to go down. Yeah. And as they continue to go down, we, we, we may have opportunities to um, interact in person again. Well, I hope that happens sooner rather than later. Um, it, before I let you go, um, is there anything else that you want to talk about that we've missed? I don't think so. I, I feel like, you know, it's it, it kind of a, almost like a little bit of a roller coaster. You start here, yeah. you go there, you up and down and around, and you think, did I cover everything? Yeah. But I think the most important thing is just for women in North Texas to know mm-hmm. that they don't have to go it alone that they can go onto our website or call our, our phone number. But most, I mean, go hop on our website. You can schedule a one-on-one financial coaching appointment. You can, ske- you can go on right now and schedule it. And um, we're available Monday through Friday. You can sign up for our, for our webinars. You can, or if you're newly pregnant and you qualify for a pro- program, you can do it. Just know that all this is free and you don't have to go it alone. That those are the most powerful words I think anyone has ever said. You don't have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Kate Ro- Kate Rose, thank you so much for spending your morning talking with me today. Um, your organization Wings Dallas is amazing. You do good work. Thank you for your involvement. And you you know you're just an amazing person. And I know that you're going to inspire a lot of people today to get active, get involved, and uh, empower women. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed uh, speaking with you, and I really appreciate you all doing this show. It it it, it means a lot to the community. You just never know right. who's listening mm-hmm. and whose life you're going to change because you ask these questions. Exactly, and I have no doubt that just people hearing you this morning, um, lives are changing in DFW, and that is probably the most important thing ever. Yep. Well, thank Thank you again for spending so much time with me, and um, hopefully we'll talk again soon. That sounds great. Thank you so much. All right. Well, you have a wonderful day, okay? All righty. All right. Bye. bye. As promised earlier, puppies and kittens and all kinds of other animals with the SPCA of Texas. Talking with Madeline Arnold. Good morning, Madeline. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. Just staying busy. Oh, I, I love to hear that. That means there's lots of stuff going on with the SPCA. Oh, absolutely. Madeline, of course, is the Senior Marketing Communication Specialist with the SBCA of Texas. Now, Madeline, I don't know if you remember, but we actually spoke back in April. We did. We did. And that was kind of at the start of, um, you know, COVID yeah. and quarantine and all that stuff going on. So um, we're still going strong with uh, all of our programs and everything, even though uh, COVID still is still here, you know, right. almost six months later. But I bet a lot of cha- a lot of things have changed since April. Absolutely, yes. Uh, we've definitely kind of started to ease into um, opening things back up a little bit more. We're now doing adoptions. Uh, we're still doing them by appointment only, but we're now doing them uh, every day of the week. So we really kind of nailed down that process. Um, we've been able to adopt out a lot of animals, and we're still uh, going strong with a. We have a lot of events that we're working on, and we're kind of now figuring out how to enter those into the virtual world uh, due to COVID. Right. Now, of course, North, Te- North Texas Giving Day is coming up on September 17th, and we'll get into that here in a little bit. But I was just curious. I don't know if you saw that the month of August, uh, NBC DFW had partnered with like over 200 animal shelters um, to clear the shelters. And I was wondering if you guys were involved in that. We actually are. Uh, we Well, I should say we were um, since now August is over. It's already September, which is crazy. But right. Um, Yes, we absolutely were a part of that. We do it every year. Um, But this year, due to COVID, once again, uh, things were totally different. Uh, Mm -hmm. Previously, Clear the Shelters was a a one-day thing, so it was a a lot of promotion, trying to get, you know, a bunch of people out on one day. But obviously, with with COVID, you know, that's something we don't want. So this year, what we did differently is we just made it an entire week um, where we waived adoption fees. And we really focused on, on promoting uh, specific pets that we knew needed, uh, you know, a special kind of home and that mm-hmm. had been with us for the longest. And we were actually able to adopt out a lot of senior pets and a lot Yay! of uh, long-term residents. 
during that week. Um, and so it was a really great way to just kind of raise that awareness of pet adoption and shine a spotlight on some of the pets that needed that little extra um, promotion. So uh, it, was, it was really successful. I love that so much. And I always am like, please adopt a senior pet because I'm like, they need the last, whatever is left that they have on their life, they need to spend it with somebody who's happy and they can have just like, I don't know, re- like live it up for their last remaining years or whatever. Exactly. I always like to say um, they want somebody to spend their golden years yes. with because uh, they really are those golden years. So the senior pets are so great. Um, but actually, I would love to talk about uh, something we're doing this month of September, which is a senior special. Oh, okay. So throughout the month of September, we're actually going to be offering a super senior September adoption special. So Love that's it. going to run from start of the beginning of the month, September 1st, and it's going to go until September 30th. And we consider senior pets anything that's seven years or older. Okay. Um, and for the month, the entire month, they are only going to be $30 to adopt. So that's a discounted adoption rate. Usually our adoption fee is about $75. So we're really just trying to highlight how great senior pets are. Um, And not only can you adopt a senior pet for $30, we're actually also trying to encourage senior people, which we consider 65 years and older, Mm -hmm. um, that they can adopt a senior pet for free. And that's part of our uh, ongoing Seniors for Seniors special, which that happens not only in this month of September, but that's like an ongoing special. So anytime, if you're a senior person, you can come adopt a senior pet for free. Okay, well, I have to say bravo to this because I have witnessed firsthand what a adopted dog can do for seniors. My grandparents, we gave them an adopted wiener dog. Her name was Baby Cakes, and it Aww. changed their lives. Oh, my gosh. Seriously, yes. Pets are so great for senior people, especially, um, you know, if they're living on their own, um, you know, and they just need a companion. And a senior pet is so great because they're usually a little bit more laid back, less energetic. Um, they're usually going to just be a little bit more calm mm-hmm. and happy to just kind of cuddle up on the couch, go for right. leisurely walks, which is perfect for a senior person. And they're also great for keeping the seniors in your life active. Yes. Um, you know, as we as we age, um, it can be easy to not get out as much, not do as much activity. And, uh, you know, having a pet in the home is a really great way to make sure that, you know, you're, you're staying active. So whether it's a grandparent, your parents, um, you know, encouraging them to adopt a senior pet is really a great way to not only make sure that they're mentally healthy and happy, but also physically active. And you know, what's funny is that I've seen a lot of um, like Alzheimer's facilities that actually mm-hmm. adopt a pet for the residents within the their facility. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We see a lot of nursing homes and uh, different facilities like that that use pets because they're so therapeutic they for really people. They really are. They, they really are. And, and so, you know, it's hard because sometimes certain uh, living facilities don't allow pets and mm-hmm. that can be really hard for a senior person. So yep. just a little uh, side note, if you're a person that you have a senior, you know, a senior person in your life that you're looking for a living facility, that's always something to consider, especially if your senior person has a pet mm-hmm. that, you know, look into that and see if they allow them to take their pets with them because that can be a really hard thing for um, a person to have to go into an assisted living facility right. where they don't allow them to take their beloved pet with them. Right. I so mean, just, it's already hard enough with the changes that you're having to make going into a facility like that. Absolutely. But absolutely. Nine times out of 10, your family, they can't come see you every single day and you would get, you get mm-hmm. lonely and a pet is perfect for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we definitely, um, but you know, not only are senior pets good for senior people, but we actually do see a lot of senior pets that uh, don't necessarily act their age. Um, we, we see a lot of uh, older pets that have plenty of energy, got a lot of pep mm-hmm. in their step, they love to play, um, they're, they're a lot more active. So we also encourage people, you know, even if you're a family with younger children or, you know, whether it's older kids, an active, more active lifestyle, take a look at those senior pets because there are definitely a lot of, you know, good eight, nine-year-old dogs that are still going, 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 like they're like they're young, you know, two-year-old dogs. Yeah, so I know. Some of them never phase out of the puppy phase. Exactly. But, you know, but I like to say it's like they get the good part of the puppy phase. Yes. Where it's like they still have that energy, but yeah. a lot of times they're, they're already house trained. Um, you know, they walk on their leash really well. They don't, they're kind of over that chewing stage mm-hmm. where they're not going to chew things up, but they still want to play. They want to go for runs. They, you know, they'll go chase the ball in the backyard, um, things like that. So seniors are just, 
they're kind of an overlooked pet that we see in the shelter. Often they sit in the shelter a lot longer than those mm-hmm. younger pets. And so this whole month, we're just kind of wanting to shine a spotlight on how super senior pets are and how they all have their different personalities and different, you know, they, all sorts of different families, young or old, can enjoy uh, bringing a senior pet into their home. Love it, love it, love it. And, of course, North Texas Giving Day is coming up Thursday, September 17th. Okay, you got to fill us in on what all you guys are doing with North Texas Giving Day. So, yes, North Texas Giving Day is, yes, coming up September 17th. Um, that's a Thursday, and it's from 6 a.m. to midnight. Um, and that's a day of giving where we're just asking people to donate and support us. Um, and the overall goal is we have a goal to raise as much money as possible mm-hmm. on that day. Um, but what's really cool is that you don't actually have to give on that day. Um, you can actually go ahead and give now. Right. Um, so you can do that by going to spca.org slash giving day. Um, and really, the whole point of giving day is it, all of our donors' generosity makes it possible for us to rescue, heal, and find homes for thousands of animals every year. So, we, you know, North, North Texas community, I mean, we're rescuing animals from cruelty. We're taking in surrendered pets. We're transferring in pets from other other shelters. We're doing so much to help animals all over in our community, and that's only possible by donations because we do not receive funding from the government. And so all of our, our programs and services are funded just solely off of donations. So it's super important. Uh, break down how much it costs to take care of an animal, because I don't think people really realize that they can be, I mean, that it costs money. Oh, absolutely. So just on average, and I would say even this, in my opinion, is probably on the, the lower end, mm-hmm. um, it takes about $800 to care for each animal that comes through our doors. Wow. Um, and we see, like I said, thousands of pets a year. Um, and we have usually anywhere from two to 300 pets on care in care uh, just at one of our facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have uh, multiple facilities. So that's just a lot of animals to care for. And that $800, that's really just kind of your average animal. But you, what we do is we take in all these animals from cruelty situations. So if an animal comes in and they are in really rough shape and they need extensive medical care, I mean, we're talking surgeries, we've done, you know, amputations, we've done, you know, long-term rehabilitative care. There's mm-hmm. so much, we will do so much for these animals to where we, we try not to let that dollar amount be a factor. And we're only able to do that by the generous donations of the people in our community. That's what allows us to say, you know, we're going to keep going and keep fighting for this animal and do as much as we can spend every dollar we can to get them happy, healthy, and ready to be adopted. I'm glad that you mentioned um, that you do other surgeries for animals because it's. I think a lot of people think that you just spay, neuter, and then move them on their way, and that's just not the case. No, absolutely not. So for the public, we really focus just on that stay and neuter, mm-hmm. um, you know, because we provide that at a low cost to the public. That's also something we're able to do thanks to people's donations. But for our animals that come into our care, um, especially those that come from these rescue cases, we we see all sorts of injuries and wounds and um, things that, you know, maybe have been neglected for medical treatment for a long time. Um, I've even seen some pets that have come in with previous gunshot wounds. Oh. Um and, you know, those those are pretty extensive injuries. And so, you know, we do x-rays, which those are those are costly. We'll do, uh, you know, special surgeries, whether it's removing, you know, we've done amputations where it's removing a limb that's just not, you know, whether it's painful for the animal, there's just no way to, to heal it. Um, we've done all sorts of things. Or if it's, you know, if it's a significant wound that needs to be stitched and cleaned and mm-hmm. monitored daily. And I mean, we have pets that are on all sorts of medications, antibiotics, all sorts of things. And these just, all these things add up. Yeah. Um, it's, it's quite, and I mean, if you could, if you've ever been taking your pet to a private uh, veterinarian for any kind of injury or, or illness, and you've, you know, seen how much it can cost, if you just imagine that times, you know, a hundred mm-hmm. for all these pets that we have, it, it adds up very, very quickly. So whether somebody's donating ten dollars, two hundred dollars, even five hundred dollars, it makes a huge difference just because every pet in our care we're we're just doing everything we can for them. So every dollar counts. Yes. And you can also donate SBCA.org slash giving day. And the great thing about North Texas Giving Day is that sometimes you can team up with a company that either is going to double your money or match your money. Um and have you guys yes. found somebody? 
Yes, we actually did. So we are super grateful. Uh, Milestone is actually a proud match, match sponsor for us. So from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. on North Texas Giving Day, again, that's September 17th, 2020. If you make a donation to the SPCA of Texas between 12 p.m. and 1 p.m., Milestone is actually going to match that donation. So if you make, let's say, a $20 donation between 12 and 1 p.m., that then becomes $40 because Milestone is going to match it. That is awesome. I'm so excited that you guys found a company to team up with and a great company at that. But you guys have a lot of stuff going on right now. You've also got Furball coming up. Yes, we do. Yes, we have a lot, a lot going on. So not only do we have North Texas Giving Day in September, mm-hmm. but we also have Furball. Um, so that's another huge event for the SPCA of Texas. Um, this is another great way that we try to raise money for all of our programs and services to help animals. Um, so this year, it's going to be on Saturday, September 19th at 6.30 p.m. And um, it's a little bit different this year because of COVID-19. Right. Um, it's gone completely virtual. So it's been really interesting and actually, in my opinion, really fun to kind of plan this event um, and see how we can, you know, do this differently in a way that is safe for everybody, but is still going to be fun and engaging and really just highlight all the wonderful things that we do for animals and, you know, really entertain people at the same time. So we're going to have some really great stories. We're going to have some live entertainment. And all of the, the whole goal is just to raise money for the animals in our community. And we're even going to have a silent auction, and which has some amazing items. Are you allowed to tell any of the items? <laughs> yes. I'm, already, I'm, like, I'm, already, I'm already prepping, get my money ready. Oh, absolutely. No, my actually, my wedding anniversary is just a couple days after uh-huh. for a ball. So I'm, I'm already looking at the silent auction items and just kind of thinking, okay, what do I want to drop hints for for my husband right. to bid on for our anniversary? Because there's just, there's some wonderful things. Um, there's jewelry, food, spa treatment, there's getaway packages, just all, I mean, and even like if you're a pet lover, which, you know, obviously I am, um, there's some wonderful pet packages too. So if you're wanting to spoil your pet, um, there's just some really great stuff on there. You can actually go to spca.org backslash bid to find that and go and make some uh, you know, go and make some bids. That starts now. So oh. you don't have to wait until furball. You can actually go ahead and bid now. Really? You guys have already started this? Yes. Yes, oh. we've already started it. Um, so it's, it's super, it's super exciting. And like I said, I'm already kind of looking at everything and there's just some great stuff on here. We even have some signed autographed posters, uh, autographed by Billie Eilish, Ooh. which uh, she's that big Grammy winner. So that's yeah. Yeah, very, very, very cool. So there's lots of stuff on there, um, and bidding will last until uh, the end of the event, which is going to be at 8.30 p.m. on September 19th. So go and start bidding now. Um, And if you actually win one of those items, we're going to contact you and uh, schedule pickup. So definitely take a look because there's some great stuff on there, and I think it will go quickly. Yeah, that that sounds amazing. Uh, Furball is like the highlight of the year for me. I've already been getting emails about it, and I'm so excited Oh, yeah. It's, it's it's very, you know, it's a very glamorous event, but it's, yeah. it's such a good cause um, that I think is, is what makes people, it's just so much fun for people. And um, what we're doing this year is because it is a virtual event, uh, attendance is actually going to be complimentary, but we do ask people uh, to make a donation of $100 um, just because, again, that, that that money is going straight to helping animals. So even though it's a, it's a virtual event, um, we're putting a lot of effort into making this a really successful thing for people to enjoy. And really, we're, we're putting a lot of effort into telling the stories of a lot of the animals that mm-hmm. we do help. So that money will go directly to help a lot of the animals that you will see and learn about during Furball 2020. I am kind of curious how how you guys are doing this virtually. Um, will you be able to see the people that show up, or is it just a one-way kind of a situation? It's going to be more of a one-way kind of a okay. situation. Um, but what's cool is actually a lot of it is live. Yeah. So um, we're, we're actually going to have a lot of the event is actually going to be live happening um, as you're watching it. So it's going to be definitely very engaging. We have live performances by some wonderful music music artists. Um, and we even have some different sponsorship packages where you can actually get a uh, what we call like a fur ball in a box, mm-hmm. um, which is has some options for having like a chef come to your home um, and some kind of one-of-a-kind experiences if you're a sponsor. So if you actually go to furballdallas.com, there's all this information on how you can become a sponsor for furball, which includes not only having your information included in the live event, 
and all of our other collateral, but also, you know, getting these kind of really tailored experiences unique to you, which is super cool with how everything is going with COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, I think these really these really special experiences, I think, are just absolutely something that people should take advantage of. Well, yeah, for a lot of people, some of these items will be like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get them. And you might as well do something for a good cause while you're at it, right? Right. Well, and yeah, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're usually somebody that likes to go out and do things Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, you're not able to do that really this year because of COVID-19, this is a really good way to maybe get a small, very small group of people together, um, you know, have a reason to dress up, you know, enjoy a nice meal, um, do all sorts of different things, um, so, like I said, you can go to furwelldallas.com, and on on that webpage, there's a place where you can click sponsor, and we have all the different levels of sponsorship. So there's there's a ton of different ways that you can give even more and get something really cool in return. Can you kind of break that down? And so we have a lot of different sponsorship levels for Furball 2020. Um, even though the event is super close, it's not too late to become a sponsor. Um, there are a lot of really great opportunities there. Um, so, like, one of those being our Joy Sponsor is a $25,000 sponsorship. And one thing that's really cool as part of this sponsorship is you get a dinner for 10 people prepared by a private chef in your home on the day of the event. So that's having a private chef is actually going to come to you and prepare that dinner for your 10 people of your choice. Wow, that sounds amazing. Yes, you actually also get four bottles of wine what? and one bottle of bubbly for your reception. You're going to have a centerpiece delivered to you before the event and a VIP furball in a box to be delivered to you before your event. Um, so that's kind of, we're trying to bring the gala to you. Heck yeah, that's amazing. You, that's what you're doing. That is literally what you're doing. And isn't that really cool? So yes. that's a really uh, unique sponsorship that we're doing. Um, and, you know, that's our $25,000 sponsorship. So if we go down to our caring sponsor, which is a $10,000 level, um, you actually are going to get a three-course dinner for six people delivered to your home on the afternoon of the event. And you're actually going to have a centerpiece delivered to you before the event to make that dinner uh, a little bit more glamorous. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have a VIP for a ball in a box to deliver to you before the event. So again, that's being able to get those people together and enjoy this event in your own home. Yeah, you could split that six different ways, and it's not that much. Right. Um, okay. And then we also have let's our companionship sponsor, which that is a $5,000 sponsorship level. And you're going to get that VIP furball in a box to be delivered to you before the event, a centerpiece delivered to you for the event. And you're also going to get recognition um, on a lot of our furball communications, mm-hmm. which we have a large reach of people and we really promote furball in a lot of different places. So that's a great way to get your name out there and be associated with uh, such a, a great event that is going for such a good cause. We have a lot of different sponsorship levels and uh, you can go to furballdallas.com and there, there will be a button that says sponsor. Mm-hmm. And there's all this information on how you can become a sponsor there. And you can also see all of our wonderful sponsors that we already have. So let's just talk regular adoptions. How does all of that work right now? So the SBCF Texas, we are still doing uh, adoptions by appointment only. Um, but we have now opened those appointments up uh, every single day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so that gives us a lot more flexibility, and especially for other people that are um, working right now. Um, you know, if they're essential workers and they're still having to go to work, uh, having us have appointments every day makes it a lot easier for people to come in and meet a pet. Um, we're still doing that where people can go to spca.org backslash find a pet. And from there, they'll be able to see... All the pets we have available for adoption, which we have pets available for adoption at our January Stones Animal Care Center in Dallas, our Russell H. Perry Animal Care Center in McKinney, and we even have pets available for adoption in foster homes. Um, so we have lots of animals, and you basically go on there, you'll look and read about all these pets. We've got cute videos, photos, bios, so you can really try to get to know these pets. Mm-hmm. And if you find one that you're interested in, you're actually going to go to spca.org slash adopt. And from there, you'll be able to fill out an inquiry form and 
from there, we'll uh, take some information from you and really try to get an idea of what your lifestyle is like. Mm -hmm. And that way we can really help uh, match you with a pet that's going to be good for you. And once we do that, then you're able to make an appointment, come in, meet that pet. And if it all goes well, you're able to take them home. So it's, it's gotten a, we've gotten a really smooth way of doing this uh, during COVID-19 where it keeps people safe, but we're still able to make sure that we're really doing that great matchmaking uh, you brought up fostering, and I know a lot of people are foster fails, which means they end up keeping their their precious angel babies. Um, but I'm just curious, if you wanted to become a foster, what do you have to do to get involved and volunteer that way? So uh, becoming a foster is actually super easy. Um, you just go to our website, which is spca.org slash foster. And from there, um, there's a lot of information on the different types of fostering we offer. Um, we offer like a healing and comfort type foster, which is, you know, helping pets that are um, maybe healing from medical conditions or recovering from something. Mm-hmm. There's more of a trust building and socialization type foster, which is maybe you're helping a pet. Um, you know, we, we see a lot of animals that come in that are fearful and don't really have those great social skills yet. So that type of foster is where you're going to help a pet just kind of learn how to, uh, like I say, like learn how to dog. Mm -hmm. Some some dogs don't know how to dog, and we have to teach them how to dog. Um, And then there's also um, more of like a a a borrow-a-buddy type foster where you're taking a pet out just for, let's say, a weekend or a short amount of time just to give them a break from the shelter. So we we have a lot of different uh, options that work for people um, with all sorts of different lifestyles. So you just, like I said, you go to spca.org slash foster. You can view the different types, and you'll actually be able to submit a uh, foster application. We're going to process that and then work on getting you trained and start uh, including you in our communication so that you can start seeing what pets we have available for foster and you can reach out to us and say, Hey, I love this pet. I would, I'm, you know, I'm interested in fostering this animal and we're going to work with you and see if it's a good fit and set you up with everything we need um, to take them home. We actually provide everything. So that's the food, um, their medical care, um, toys, all of the supplies you need. Uh, we, we provide free of cost. So that's, you know, a lot of people wonder, you know, okay, I, I really want to foster an animal, but I don't, I don't know if I can afford that. Well, right. good, yeah, good news is you don't, you don't have to worry about that because we're going to pay for all of that for you. So all you have to do is just come pick up the pet with all those supplies and you're, you're on your way. No, that's great to know because I bet there are a lot of people that didn't know that. And just hearing you say that, hey, you guys take care of everything while you're fostering um, probably encouraged a lot more people to get involved. Absolutely. And I myself, um, being an employee, I've actually been a foster several times. Um, so it's, it's a really fun and rewarding experience. Um, you know, for a whole family, I actually have uh, a stepdaughter that's 12 and she's been involved with a lot of our, our foster animals. And it's just a really great way. It's been a really great way to teach her about um, responsibility and, you know, learning how to love an animal and, you know, mm-hmm. give them that love, but then being okay to see them go be happy and get adopted. Um, yeah, that's got to really... be hard to do, especially as a 12-year-old. It, it, it is, but, you know, it's hard getting to see them find, you know, be a part of that process mm-hmm. of um, helping find, you know, who we think that perfect person is because um, you can actually be what's called an adoption ambassador for an animal, uh-huh. which is where you actually kind of get to know the animal really well and you're going to actually help uh, determine who might be a good fit for their adoption um, just because you know that animal so well. So you're able to kind of say, okay, I think they would do really well with this kind of family. Um, here's what they, you know, the skills that we, they know, or maybe you've been able to teach them things. Um, so it's a really cool thing for a family to get to kind of um, be a part of that and see and help find another family. Like we had one dog um, that we fostered named Duck who mm-hmm. was just, he had came from a cruelty situation. He was just terrified uh, scared of the world, and slowly but surely, he started to come out of our shell in, his, in our home. Um, was snuggling with us, so sweet, and Aww. went from this like little, just you know, cowering in the corner, shaking, shivering dog, to this playful, rambunctious, um, this snuggly pup. And we were actually able to meet with a wonderful family with a couple of small children. And I mean, he was so shy still but Mm -hmm. it was the craziest thing he let these small children pet him even though 
he, he, you know, he did not know them. And from being, you know, that shy, scared dog and they were just a perfect fit. And then it was so great to see, um, after they adopted him, we got all these kinds of updates and wonderful things. And it was just, it was the most rewarding experience, um, to, to see this dog go from just terrified of everybody and everything to so loved and just happy and such a wonderful family. Oh, that sounds amazing. Um, bittersweet at the same time, because, you know, you don't want to see them go. But at the same time, you've done you kind of did your job and you 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 help them become a better dog. And then they go off to their perfect family. And it really and it, it's just the best feeling. I mean, it is it is hard, but it's it's it is just the best feeling to kind of see them almost like graduate off to, you know, their their new family and also see how happy it makes mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. You know, how happily the new family is to have this pet. And you kind of have that relationship, too, where you can, you know, like a text that family and they'll, they'll send you updates and things like that. A lot of times you can have that kind of open relationship where you, you still share uh, information on that pet. So it's not like you have to say goodbye forever in a lot of cases. A lot Aww. of times you, a lot of times you do still get to hear, hear from them. And we, we do have a lot of adopters too, that bring pets, you know, back to the shelter to say hi and things like that. So there's, there's a lot of great stuff. Yeah. With oh, fostering. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah it's awesome. Well, Madeline, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat. And um, thank you for all you do with the SBCA. Oh, thank you so much for having me to chat today. I always enjoy it. And I just I hope that listeners out there uh, check us out and really um, enjoy everything we have to offer at the SBCA of Texas. We have something for everybody. Well, thank you again for chatting. And I hope you have a wonderful day today. Okay. All right. Thank you. You too, Rebecca. All right. It was good talking to you. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that's it for today's show. I'm Rebecca Black of 98.7 K-Love and Miles in the Morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Please tune in next week as we focus on other organizations doing great things in our community right here on Better Living. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.